best way to start, right? Fucking cheers. Clean. Cheers. Hola, amigos. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the 30 themed podcast. Here with a very special guest. Redo, redo because I, I fucked up your beginning. Redo. <laughs> All right, sure. Hola amigos, welcome to the podcast, welcome to the furry themed podcast, a very special furry themed month to celebrate the fact that I've spent an entire year as a furry, both good and bad, and I've spent the last weeks basically just gushing over the fandom, and just like everything else in life, not everything is always flawless, not everything is always perfect, and Lord knows the furry fandom ain't fucking free of this. So who better to talk about this than a friend of mine that, of course, I learned through the furry, through the furry fandom. Luxio, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Yes, hello. Um, very glad to be on your podcast uh, to be able to uh, ruin your dreams <laughs> and your image of the furry fandom, you're very welcome. Uh, I'm I'm Luxo Crimson. I am a French student living currently living in Sweden, um, and I'm here to talk about various aspects of the furry fandom. Uh, I think I've been a furry for quite a long time now. Actually, um, I I was a furry uh, during my teenage years. And then I took a long break because there are certain aspects that are, you know, not quite teenage friendly or kid friendly, <laughs> so to say. Uh, came back, I think, when I was 21, so four, four years ago, something like that, four or five years ago, um, because I just decided to go to, uh, to Nordic Fuscon, actually, the, uh, the Swedish convention. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, well, furry fandom, quite interesting. Let me let me dive in again, and that's where we are now. See, that's that's an, that's one thing I'm so looking forward to with conventions is just this. I am such a happy camper for being a furry because it's giving me so many good things. It's giving me bad stuff. It's giving me anxiety, but it's giving me so many good things. And I think that the convention will be my like the thing that really puts my fandom over the top. But it's also a good transition because I have no idea what to look after when it comes to conventions because I've heard some horror stories at furry conventions, that are specific to furry conventions. Stuff that I would... Let's just say my first reaction was I didn't expect that from furries and my second one was, is this a common occurrence? And the furry convention, even though I'm so looking forward to going and I think it's going to be great, it was kind of there as well. Where that was my introduction to not everything is fucking sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> rainbows. And this furry fandom. So let's talk about... Let's talk about conventions or... What was your introduction to figuring out that not everything is as fucking spotless as a, a lot of furries want you to believe? I think um, I think that for a lot of furries, um, their first real introduction to the fandom is mm -hmm. through a convention, yeah. right? 
Um, you you can you can kind of you know stay a furry, become a furry. I mean, you can be a furry, right? Um, not go to conventions, um, dive into the arts, dive into the online communities and stuff. But um, what a lot of people have as a representation of the furry fandom is the furry convention. So where you meet people, you have all these fursuiters, you have all these artists, you have galleries, you have events. So that's the, um, let's say the peak or like the, um, the exposure, right? The, the, the main exposure, the big exposure to the furry fandom. It's a convention. And um, we've always, all of us ha- have been, you know, to our first conventions. We've, we've, we've all been kind of, children right the virgins right first convention everything's magical you want to hug everyone everything's so colorful right um that's uh, also when a lot of people actually burn out uh because they have too much of something they have too much fun too much alcohol there's a lot that goes in a in a furry convention and and especially with beginners first or second con uh, it's easy to get to to go too far, and that's where we can kind of talk about. Yeah, there's like all these positive aspects of a convention, but it's quite easy to get um, sucked to into get it. sucked into it to get to get to to go too far, right? Mm-hmm. Because oh yeah, you know, wanna? I mean, there's plenty of things, right? There's a lot of alcohol involved. This everyone should know. Furry conventions are fueled by alcohol. <laughs> that's that's just a fact, right? Even people who never fucking drink, they go to cons and they're like, "Oh yeah, I downed a bottle of vodka," right? Like they 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 go crazy. Everyone goes crazy. There's a lot of alcohol involved, and uh, and other substances as well, right? Um. And if you don't know your limits, if you're it's if it's your first time, if you don't really know many people, if uh, if you're particularly young, so not a lot of life experience or like party experience, for example, it's easy to get carried away. There's many stories of many people who got carried away. Well, that's the thing. Would you say that furries are more prone to letting it? get out of hand would you say that like for example if it's my first con and i'm surrounded by five furries who've been to several conventions before this is nothing new to them would you say that furries and generally speaking of course are more of a nah come on just keep drinking just let it happen just keep going go with the flow or would you say it's the opposite or would you say that furries are generally speaking not much more different than anyone else at conventions i think um, that you have to specify, or rather, you have to 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 analyze or classify mm. what furries are as a fan, uh, as a fandom, or as a community. Because let's be real, it's not a fandom; it's a community. Um, the, the 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 Brony fandom is a fandom because it, you're a, you're a fan of a show. The uh, you know Star Wars like anime conventions like those are fans of shows furries you know like they they don't have one show they don't identify behind one show they identify behind an idea yeah 
in my opinion, it's not a fandom, properly speaking, if you're going to be using, you know, like words, like accurately, uh, it's a community. Uh, nevertheless, right, that's just a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, fairies, I think, are not much more different than a lot of other fandoms. Uh, what people would qualify them as nerdy fandoms. Um, think of, you know, Japan or like anime fandoms. We, you know, weebs, if you, you want to call them. Uh, Korean kind of fandoms. Um, MLP, My Little Pony fandoms, Star Wars. Th- there's a lot of this um, this profile, your average fandom goer, so to speak, this profile uh, of, a, of, of the type of person that, that might not necessarily be the most responsible. Of course, this is, you know, uh, there's a lot of generalizing oh, yeah, when okay. I say that. I mean, we have to if we're going to talk about this. Okay, so like... yeah. So, you know... Um, I'm I'm speaking as as from the perspective of someone who's been in in uh, in one such other fandom before. So mm-hmm. I was um, I was quite active in the French anime slash Japan community. I was going to these mega gigantic ten thousand people conventions, right? Like huge huge conventions, and I actually see the same type of behavior. Uh, at those conventions and at furry conventions, right? So I think it also depends on the crowd you're with. The crowds, maybe the e- even even as as far as to say the nationality or the you know the country, the culture, even even the um, it, it, it's also different if you're from the US or if you're from Europe. Or if you're from Asia, right? there's different um, attitudes people adopt at convention, and this is a common topic, especially um, in in big European. Well, uh, let's say let's say I'm the most familiar with it uh, here in in the Nordics, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in this big uh, Swedish convention that we all know, and- um, there is there is elitism. In Europe, this kind of elitism you don't find it in the U.S. You don't find it in Canada. Yeah, okay. This is the if point I'm take, trying to get at. If you take, if you take, um, if you go to a Canadian convention, right? So this is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the story from the perspective mm-hmm. of, uh, of a dear person to me, who went to to uh, to a Canadian convention, and she saw. Fursuiters with really expensive fursuits, really nice looking, taking pictures with people who just made their own their own fursuit in in the garage with like the cheapest materials. You would get laughed at in Europe, but in Canada, everyone's part of the community. Everyone's valid. People are okay. Your your suit, uh, how 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 expensive it was, from which maker it was. If it looks good or not, it doesn't matter. You you made an effort, so you you suit. In Europe, you have people. I've seen these people, especially um, in some circles where 
if you're not a full suitor, then you're not a fair suitor. Now we're getting to the good stuff. This is the fucking thing I wanted to get to. Please continue. If so, you know, and I've seen this. You see, you you go into these um, convention chats, and you look around. Maybe it doesn't happen every day. Maybe it's you know one or two person that just mention it. But you see it if you've been around enough for long enough, you will see it. These people who look down on anything that's not a full suit, and then there's even people who look down on anything that's not an expensive fur suit or full suit, right? And and so you have these people that are obsessed with full suits that judge people who have partials uh, because it's not a real fur suit. These type of people are this, are in charge of, of big conventions. And so the whole puddling drama that happens um, here, right, in Sweden, yeah. um, this, this kind of enforcement of the rules and, and of the, uh, like, don't ruin the magic. The don't ruin the magic is a suggestion. It's not a rule. It's like, oh, well, yeah, if you can, try not to take your head off which makes which is weird first that that's a weird concept because you're in a costume you're not pretending you're not someone else you're not your persona you're in a costume you can act and it's it, there's whole theoreticals behind it it's like it's like you're an actor right you're acting some some roles some some character some some persona you're acting your fursuit right that's fine but remember that you're an actor. You're not a first a fursona. You're not your fursuit. You use your fursuit as a costume, as a tool to express certain emotions, to express certain ideas. If you have to take it off, then you take it off. If you have to drink, if you feel hot, if you feel uncomfortable, if you don't want to wear your fursuit head, if you don't want to wear your, your paws because of some reason, if you want to check your phone, and and you you cannot be asked to go to the first suit lounge that's like fucking ten minutes walk away, then just take it off. There's there should be absolutely no reason why ruining the magic is even relevant. We're all adults. We don't have any 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 dreams, any 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 ideas. We're not in a delusion that people once they put on the first suit they become the first suit. Oh, they're 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 the character. That's that. No one has that delusion, except apart from maybe those who are in charge of conventions around. And so this is when we t- we touch the idea of this kind of elitism of of poodling. Poodling is not okay. Why is poodling not okay? Give me one reason, reasonable reason, yeah. why it's not okay. It's a costume. A costume can be worn many ways. There's no correct way. To wear a costume. And if your costume exposes some skin, good. Your your costume exposes some skin. And if it doesn't expose some skin at all, good. Then it doesn't. That's a feature of a costume. You choose how to wear it. You don't let other people choose how to how you get to wear it. You paid four thousand fucking euros for that costume. If you you paid four thousand, you have your full suit from an expensive maker. If you just want to wear the pause, that costs way less, do it. That's your choice. That's your money. 
you know, do it. It doesn't harm anyone, right? You're in a public space and you're not doing anything to harm anyone. So do it. So puddling is, is a non-issue. It's, it's a complete non-issue. But it's been raised to the status of drama because some people just are not okay with anything less than a, first, than a full suit. That's as simple as that. This, this is exactly um, what I wanted to tackle because just as that there are people looking down... I have a partial. I have a fucking partial. I love my partial. I love my suit. I love Kane. But I was also introduced to the whole, oh, wait, you have, you have a partial? Uh, do you really have a fursuit? Oh, like, I, I'll show you the bill. I pay for it. I, I would say it fucking exists because I can't eat now for like five months. <laughs> sure as fuck feels real to me. But just that there are people who have that elite idea that a partial is not a full... If, actual fursuit there are those that are extremely proud to be a multi-suiter now don't get me wrong it's fine if you're proud of it it's fine the problem is when it when it becomes your entire personality that's the fucking problem because again instead instead of showing i have these suits i'm proud of them and i love them it because it becomes more of a (laughs) would you look at what i can do I can afford multiple. Oh, you can only afford one? (laughs) Little child. And it just becomes, like, take your head out of your own fucking ass for, like, five fucking seconds. The fact that someone even has a fursuit, like, why don't you just embrace it and, like, give that person love instead of just putting it down because they, quote-unquote, ain't doing it the way you do it. They don't want to spend... The, the same amount on a fucking car as you did on your 10 fursuits. This is not a reason to look down on someone. You fucking asshole. This is, this is where, uh, where I'm going to pull a, a hot take. Not because it's, it's, it, it is contra- controversial. Like it's, not, it, it's not an idea that should be controversial. Uh-huh. But it is within furries. Um, the problem, right, if you look at the makeup of the fandom, mm-hmm. there's a lot of neurodivergent people and a lot of people who have, let's say, been less exposed to social situations. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be direct. There are some people that take their persona and their fursuits as their personality. That's the replacement for their personality. Just as there's people that take their cars as their personality, their, you know, I don't know, like, pick one expensive thing that you can buy, yeah, like, Gucci channel, you know, like, oh, look at me, I can afford Louis Vuitton. Mm -hmm. That's my personality, right? You see, I mean, I don't want to say basic bitch, but it's like kind of a basic bitch furry version right <laughs> yeah right except <laughs> except except my suit costs like 4k and i have three of them so i spent a lot of money and i can't afford it because i'm in fucking it as like 90 percent of the furry fandom apparently thank you <laughs> uh but um uh but 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 to me to be more serious um yeah. i think there is this kind of um elitism and this 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 it's a, it's a, I feel good, right? It's all about I feel good. 
if if I'm a multi-suitor with a lot of expensive suits and I'm in this fandom, people are going to look up to me. Mm. Right? This is my personality. Now I'm uh, I'm well known, you know, I'm a some people like to use the word popular. Yeah. Right? Lots of followers on social media. And uh, and 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 it makes them feel good. Now you can analyze and you can you can kind of look and and see why it makes them feel good. After all, right? Um, humans seek validation in one way or another. Oh yeah. So I I would say that this is one way to seek validation, and it also kind of, um, you know, if if you're the type. That's maybe not narcissistic, but if you're the type that's more self-obsessed and that's more, um, uh, f- for example, right, your 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 worth is your amount of Twitter followers, right? Um, then in that case, you can see this 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 stereotype of a personality, like you know, that only hangs around with with with. Full suitors, expensive suits that have many suits that have many followers, and you see groups like that. I know people in those kind of groups. Mm-hmm. I happen to know them from other friends, and and I've interacted with them. But but I know these type of people. They have their own private parties. They have their own shit, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like in the end, they're not harming anyone, right? There's no harm done. Well. Actually, let me let me retract that. There is harm done. The harm done is when they do not keep it for themselves and they denigrate and insult and make other people who are not on their level and make them bad, feel bad, right? That's when, you know, oh, you don't have a, a full suit? Pfft. Peasant, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. But, 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 but if you're... But if you're proud of your follower account and if you're proud of your expensive fursuits and you only want to hang out with people and you that's all you do. Oh yeah, that's completely power fine. to you. Yeah. If you that's... want power to you. Absolutely. That being said, as I just uh, sent the, uh, a pic in in Discord that we are right now. Um partial suits can be really nice and really sexy. Uh, it, sexy in many ways, of course, but um, but you know it's a costume, Absolutely. right? So sometimes I would say that I've seen partials that are way, way, way better, look better. That that, that the photos are amazing, the photo editing is amazing, um, the effort put into the costuming is amazing. You can see the detail. Uh, it's clearly been um, ironed. It's clearly been brushed. It's it looks amazing, right? Um, but it's a partial. But then you see those crusty ass fucking full suitors, who never brush their their um their suits, who do not wash it. You see the fur going in all kinds of kinds of direction, and they take a you know selfie potato pic of their full suit, and it nets them like thousands of likes. And then you have this 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 particular um, suitor that I sent. It doesn't matter who or what, but 
it's a it's a partial suit of a guy of a wolf that is dressed in a in a cost in a in a in a tuxedo. I guess it is a tuxedo. A strip suit. Yes, strip suit. Uh, holding an AK, a rifle. Yeah. Um. You know, and and uh, in a kind of like a basement type decor. Yeah. That's, um, that's amazing. Photo editing is amazing. Lighting is amazing. Uh, he clearly ironed all of his shirt and 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 jacket and everything. Um, he clearly cleaned his AK forty seven and polished it. He clearly brushed his um his his uh his 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 head first suit head right. He only has his head, nothing else. But it looks amazing, and this this tweet has like a hundred likes. Now, in the end, right? How how many people like your stuff? How many people follow you? That's all. You know, it, it's superficial. It really, doesn't it? Shouldn't have any any matter. There's no sense. There's no meaning to that. Don't forget, amigos, to like and share this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I get your point. I absolutely get your but, point. But some people, but some people, you know, that they make it their personality. And uh, and then and then that's why you get dramas like poodling, like kink uh, related stuff. Uh, there was another drama around where people were wearing uh, latex, but not kink latex, fashion yeah. latex, yeah. right? The type that you see everywhere. You go in any big metropolitan European city, you see people wearing latex pants, right? That's fashion. But there was drama, and there were people kicked out of the convention because of wearing fashion latex. Now, it's a mistake. People make mistakes. Um, of course, uh, drama blew up because of the mistake. Uh, mistake of a few, right? So then you kind of paint the whole convention based on the mistakes of few. That being said, the convention is still responsible or the, the board, the, the leaders of this convention, are responsible in the sense that their guidelines are, have not been precise enough. If you make a convention and you don't want kink gear, kink, gear, mm -hmm. kink uh, stuff mm -hmm. uh, around in, 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 uh, in parties or whatever, um, or official, official panels, then you write clear guidelines. No fetish latex. Keep an eye on fashion latex. Know how to recognize the difference. And also, you might even wear kink latex in a non-sexual way. Mm -hmm. For example, you wear a full gimp suit, right? A latex suit. It covers your entire body from like neck down. But you wear clothes on top of that. So I guess the only visible, uh, visible parts are like the arms, right? Your arms, you can see the latex. That's technically kink, but it's done in a fashion way, and there's absolutely no sexual connotations to it. So, that's fair game. If you're not exposing your fucking genitals and or clearly exposing your uh, your crotch or your bulge or whatever, fair game. Know how to recognize the difference. Right, and this nuances, this this ability to nuance things, uh, is missing in a lot of sections of the convention of 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 the of the furry fandom. 
Elitism and furry conventions. That is basically, now that I think about it, what this podcast episode should be about and will be about. When I first started talking to you, my idea was to tackle several topics that I find are specific to furry fandoms, but and deep diving into this, I honestly feel like this should be its own episode. I because think fucking hell, this like this. Not only was this <laughs> something I wanted to tackle for a long time, you deep dove into it in a way that I never could, I think, with anyone else. At least not of the people that I personally know. I think we can uh, we can still move on to other topics. I mean, this this could be the main topic, but um, there's still more to talk about uh, in regards to other things. I think as far as the elitism goes uh, any further discussion might just be repeating the same points right yeah but in doing that wait i don't want to wash out what we talked about either you said you left the furry community a while back yes and then came back to it do you want to talk about what yeah. made you leave um the the fact that the sexual aspect of the fandom was perceived almost as mandatory. Okay, right. we'll tackle this because this is something we, I've talked about sex and and kings and that part of the furry fandoms before on this podcast, and I've done it with furries. Hell, I did it even this month. But, but I think we can but, start wait, from there. Every single time I've done it. I've said that it's not part of the furry fandom. They're two, they're two sides of the same coin. They're connected. You can't have one without the other, but they're still separate enough that you can seriously be a furry all your life and never, ever, ever be introduced to anything not safe for work. You say you disagree. I disagree totally. That's what I want to talk about. So, um, I disagree... Uh, plainly because of the amount, the sheer amount of suggestive uh, material, content, um, but also in ways that are very hidden or subtle. For instance, on Furfinity, the biggest uh, furry art website, mm -hmm. you can um, enable the safe for work option. I don't know if it's still the case, but back then, I think if you created an account, and of course, if you chose, you know, uh, if you didn't put your your um, your real birth date, mm. uh, the automatic or the default option was not safe for work. And you had to enable safe for work. I think now it's not the case. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong, mm -hmm. right? But um, my my point, uh, whether I'm wrong or right, my point is that a lot of furry websites or content is not safe for work by default. You are the one who has to enable um, safe for work, right? And 
you know, even if this is not no longer the case, because I think that uh, things are starting to change, mm-hmm. um, that they they pay more attention, even just for legal reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even if this is no longer the case, you might still enable. You have your safe for work um, option on. You don't see any safe for work stuff. Uh, not like you don't see any explicit stuff. On for affinity, for affinity, you still see a ton of kink-related stuff. It's safe for work, technically, right? War is safe for work. Inflation is safe for work. Would you say, in a technical sense, mm-hmm. right? It's No, okay, it's not safe for work. It's non-explicit. Mm. I don't think that war or, or, or inflation is safe for work. I think it's non-explicit. Mm-hmm. But it's still a kink. It's still related to sex. Uh, in a way, it's still related to sexuality, to a kink, right? Mm-hmm. A fetish. Um, and it's still something that, that is re- uh, related to arousal. So if you have your safe work tab on, you don't expect to see vor and, and macro, micro, and all that. You know, all that stuff. But you do. Right? You see this micro mouse that's being stomped and everything. That's not that's not safe for work. That's that's just you know it's non-explicit content, but it's non-explicit sexual content. All right, right. It, it, it's a fair point that you bring out, especially with a site as humongous as Fur Affinity. But here's my counter to it: When I first joined the fur community, I did it through the app Telegram, and that was like my big, like how I got introduced to it, who I how I got connections, how I started talking. It wasn't until months, months later when I discovered, wait, there are chats where it's, like, not safe for work. And even then, talking to admins, it was still like, yes, it exists, but we still need to first talk with this admin. We still, we're going to make sure that the link is still there. It's not like, it's not, hey, welcome to the, to the, um, the NFC chat. If you want the if you want the not safe for work, here's the link. Or if you want the not safe for work, talk to us. No, I had to search through history where I found that someone asked, "Wait, there's a not safe for work?" Responded with, "Yeah, ask an admin." And that that was like several years ago. I searched through like the history of the chat, and then me asking a friend that is an admin, "Does this still exist?" Yes. And then even then. Because as you know, I'm pretty active in that not safe for work chat. Even then, I'm till this day finding out that there are so many not safe for work chats. And I have to constantly search for people. I have to actively search to get even the slightest glimpse of it. Which is a good thing. Which is a thumbs up. So while you, for example, you bring up the, the, the example with Fur Affinity, I bring up the example with Telegram that you have to actively want it to get a hold of it. That's at least the impression and my experience, my experience so far with the furry community. That's why I feel like there's, there are two different sides I think, of the same coin. I think the, the issue here is that you're bringing up your exposure to the furry fandom through Telegram, mm-hmm. um, which is inherently you know, um, word to mouth, mostly, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think most people's uh, first exposure to the fandom has been through art. 
um, the the whole messages. I mean, Telegram did not exist back back then, right? Discord did not exist back then. Back then was Skype, and you only went into Skype calls with people that you already knew and that you already. There's no Skype public chat, right? And then there's like these, you know, private, I, I like obscure channels, chat channels, public places to chat. Okay, whatever. But there was no big um, in real time chatting place, right? So you went on um, Divine Art, you went on Fur Affinity and other like E621, right? Because everyone mentions E621. You cannot not know about E621. Yeah, well, I mean, now you know, this, this so is a very like, personal thing, but it took me goddamn fucking months even I figured out what the hell that was. But hey, yeah. you're talking to the guy who, who doesn't even have a Fur Affinity account, so fuck so, you. So, but I mean, your your case is special in the sense that you got into the fairy fandom uh, because of the social appeal, not because of the uh, artistic appeal at first, right? One hundred percent. So, so this is why I, I think that the the problem is that um, the fairy fandom is inherently associated to its sexual side. Okay. There is a non-sexual side, and and it's valid. And you can choose, you know, if you take the proper steps and everything, you can choose to to really, really minimize your exposure to not safe work stuff. Mm. But what? if you think, if you go on, on Fur Affinity and you look at the advertisements, there is advertisement. You look at it. What is it about? Furry dating, furry... Sex toys, bad dragons, uh, furry not, not safe for work social network, furry not safe for work comics. Even if you have safe work um, switched on, you might eventually uh, find uh, or look at a bad dragon ad. Uh, ad. But it's not the the ad is not explicit, right? But the ad redirects to a. A company that makes sex toys that mm. is furry themed. So it's like you cannot say that it's that the fandom is not associated to its sexual side. It inherently is because no matter what, you will find an exposure to it, right? And and it's not like oh, you know, um, if I take an uh, you know a comparison, if I'm a big fan of Attack on Titans, the anime. And I search for, hey, Attack on Titans discussion, Attack on Titans season one, Attack on Titans main character, you know. You don't see the net not safe work stuff at first. If you search for Attack on Titans hentai, you will. Mm -hmm. But then you're doing it on your own. Mm -hmm. When I go to Reddit, you know, anime, or when I go to my anime list, or like all these um, uh, anime uh you know, forums, and I discuss about Attack on Titan, for example, I don't see, see, hey, you can buy the replica of the main character's dick right here. Right? Yeah. I'm not two clicks away from that. But in furry art case, or furry social media case, like, it's very easy to get there. So if you had a nephew, who and you found out that, that nephew, let's say your that nephew is nine years old, 
and that nephew would come to you and say, I'm becoming a furry. Would you, would your first reaction be genuine worry? I think I, I don't think so because I don't think that this uh, supposed nephew would know what a furry is. I don't think that, um, because furry, a f being a furry is some kind of self-identification. Mm-hmm. And this process happens, I think, later in life, mm -hmm. more towards, uh, you know, when you start being a teenager, right? So puberty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's when you get this kind of uh, you know, identity crisis and so on. And you start to use labels to associate yourself with stuff. Um, I don't think that a nephew of nine-year-old would know what being a furry is. If... If they said that, I would probably assume, oh, yeah, okay, you like Zootopia. You like uh, Beastars, you know, like you like furry art, furry anime, or furry, furry movies, right? Like movies with anthro team. Right? Mm -hmm. I would say I would then use the word anthro more than furry. Yeah. Anthro uh, themed stuff. I would not uh, be necessarily worried. Um. And I would not really be worried either if this nephew would was like fifteen year old. Mm. Um, I I guess to some extent, right? Yeah. Um, because I would say, yeah, you know, just be careful with the people you talk to. Yeah, but that that's just good advice, generally speaking. Uh, in if, general, if, if you had a right? nephew that's like, I got Xbox Live, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but play I would, with your I'm friends, not... don't play online. <laughs> But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delude myself. Like, oh yeah, no, he's being, you know, totally not exposed to to not safe work stuff. Mm. I know that at some point there will be exposure to it. Mm. I, I I know it. But it's like, that's why it's like it's worrying in the sense that. I mean, let's be real. If you're a teenager, you have your hormones. You're hitting puberty. Mm. You're gonna do stuff, right? This is just this is just reality, right? You can be a parent and you can try to prevent all, all you want and and you know be be Christian server, but you know your teenage kid, right, is going to have certain directions going uh, is going to go into certain directions. I don't think that controlling oh yeah you must only go to divine art and blah 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 like I don't think that's that's relevant. But we should not fool ourselves and say that the furry fandom is safe for work uh, in its main, you know, it's mainly safe for work, but then there's this side that no one talks about. It's not the case. It's intertwined. It's not two sides of the same coin. It's a hot pot of stuff, right? You, 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 you dabble in, you, you see the other. That's, that's, that's a given, right? Uh, your experience is different uh, because it's through chat channels, mm -hmm. which is a which is a like it's the minority of people who are introduced to the fandom that way. Mm -hmm. um, but but if you know, like even if you 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 think about Twitter, right? Social media, for example. Oh, these Twitter these like first Twitterers, they're nice, they look cool. How many of them have their fucking AD accounts linked in the bio? Too many even if you're you're one click away right and a lot of them are not uh 
private, so that they're, they're, they're public AD accounts. How many times it's been, uh, you know, even on Safe Work drawings and stuff, for Affinity, Twitter, blah, 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 people are thirstying in the comments. Even the fucking, um, there's this uh, Japanese fursuiteur that I really like, that I follow. He has really aesthetic pics. Um, but then some, some angles he happens to have, like, some curves, right? A bulge or something. I don't think twice. I don't think, like, oh, yeah, no. I know, I understand the, uh, the, um, the intent of the, of, the, of the photo. But then in the comments, people are like, yeah, step on me and shit. Like, no! You know? I mean, sure, if you want, but, like... It, you cannot pretend that the fandom is is safe. There's two sides. No, it's it's, well, see, it's completely. That's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna like when you said a thing of of people posting on Twitter. How many of them have like eighty accounts posted on on their link? Again, this is coming from my own perspective. I I, I rarely see it, and my Twitter is ninety nine. Uh, no, ninety <laughs> percent like furry stuff, and the and the times when I do see that they have a link, I would say nine out of 10 times is restricted you need that's the way it should be that's the that's what i've been introduced to that's basically what i see every time i do it i'm not saying that what you're saying is is not true it's completely true i'm just explaining why i would why i came to the conclusion oh okay two sides of the same coin because like even when i do find oh wait you have an ad account as soon as I go into it, eh, you gotta press that follow, and I gotta make sure that you're that you're not a minor. Now, most popular ones. Now, yeah. While I stick to that, and I will not change my my opinion on that, I will say that I have seen a lot of safe for work artists. It's just a matter of time before they post. Hey guys, when I post this image of my art, don't tell me explicitly how you want to fuck them. Please stop. Oh. This is a yes. safe for work channel where the artists themselves have to come like, hey, guys, can we stop doing this shit? This is not a porn thing. I've seen that a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Why do they do that? Because the comment gets flooded with people who are freaking horny. Yeah. So I'll give it that. And it's a goddamn fucking shame. I think, I mean, sure, our, our experiences differ. and That's fair. That's fine. Um, but I think when you see these things happening, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's let's say it's not hard to see them, mm -hmm. right? It's not hard to find them. Mm -hmm. Then, then again, you cannot say that the furry fandom is not sexual. Um, moreover, um, it's a, it's you know it's a fandom. It's a community. We like anthro stuff. We like anthro art. We like the uh, the representations, uh, right? We see ourselves in characters. We see maybe our ideal selves, uh, or an extension of ourselves, or maybe someone that we would like to be, but uh, that is completely different from us, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's not only in anthro. You see it in fiction all the time. Um. But then there is such a huge um, appeal of furry pornography uh, within the fandom, within the community. So it's like, 
a lot of people, right? Um, I would dare say the majority. Okay. At least greater than half of the fandom uh, likes furry porn, enjoys furry porn, and and uh, looks at furry porn uh, in some way or another. Right? Of course, you cannot deny the sexual nature of humans, right? Humans are sexual creatures. We have our complex sexualities and so on. Mm. But there's a difference between, hey, I'm a person that likes anime. I watch anime. And then I have sex with people. There's a difference between that and, hey, I like anime. I also fap to um, hentai. I also buy fucking body pillows with holes of my favorite characters. I also, you know... We we all laugh, like the internet loves to laugh about these people, but I see furries with their, you know, with with their furry themed um, fuck things. <laughs> it's the it's an equivalence, right? So you, you so it's like yeah yeah humans are sexual creatures yeah, but you don't have to mix your sexuality with your hobby, but you do. Mm. It's fine, but then don't pretend that yeah, it's don't like, pretend like it's not there. That it's not there. So, where would you say that it becomes a problem? Where would you say that, in your own personal view, because apparently this was this was strong enough for you to want to leave the fandom. So, in your own well, personal view, when when is this a problem? Is it because it's constantly in your face? Is it, what is it specifically where you go like this, fuck this shit when it comes to the, to the fandom itself? I left because, um, because at that time I was not really interested in sexual stuff. Mm -hmm. And that um, a lot of my interactions with people had sexual undertones. People were thirstying, even if I was underage. So that's a creepy thing mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> that made me want to leave. Um, but it's all, it's also more than just people being creepy. It's like, it's even if you're underage, apparently back then it's acceptable or expected for you to know about the furry porn. Right. And I was not seeking it. I was exposed to it by accident, but I was not seeking it back then. Um, and that was like, fuck, you know, let's say. I don't want to look at this shit, but then I'm exposed to it anyway. I don't uh, want to uh, to interact with these people, but you know, they're. I want to be normal. I want to be chill, you know. But then they're all always thirstying, always talking about whatever yif and porn, whatever. I was. I. I had it. I enough of it. Mm. Um. It got to the point that I can't be part of this fandom without this being in my face. Yeah, uh, and expected, because I think in the end, a lot of people expect, even if you're a completely safe work person, you go to a convention, you'd speak to people, and they, you know, some topics, you know, uh, happen uh, to, be, to, be, to be brought up, and then people expect you to know everything about the sexual side of the furry fandom. Um, 
And I think that's, yeah, then you cannot pretend. And th then, then, then sometimes it gets too much, you yeah. know? Um, and the fandom has, has had many controversies. Uh, and uh, guess what? A lot of them are related to the sexual stuff. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff where, especially on Twitter now, where a lot of people associate that if you're a furry and you're into that sexual stuff and all that stuff, you're secretly a Sufile. It mm. keeps getting connected. Now, of course, of course we don't agree. And of course we both feel like that's stupidity. But my point is, it's not like one or two people have said this. I've seen it countless times that people bring it up. So my point is the fact that it's prevalent in people's thoughts enough that it keeps being brought up is a fucking problem. The, uh, the Zufal part is not the problem, actually. The Zufal thing is a 4chan meme. It's an 4chan. internet meme. It's, it's basically people who like to hate, right? Weebs are disgusting, they smell, they fuck their body pillows, and furries are zoophiles, right? People, you know, on the internet, you're anonymous, you're miserable, you like to hate on people. And the, uh, the low-hanging fruits is that, it, is that since furries have depictions of anthro-animal, like anthro, yeah, animals, uh, having sex or even feral sometimes, right? But it's a depiction, and it's not. So how physical... about how about the sex toys that are that are shaped as horse cocks, or the sex toys that are shaped as dog dicks and stuff like that? I think so. Okay, so that's an interesting uh, topic because I think that's why I brought it up. Here, here is here is my take on it, mm -hmm. and I think this is, um, I think this reflects most people how they feel about these type of sex toys. When you buy, for example, a horse dildo, when you use it, when you fantasize about it while using it, I don't think most people would fantasize them being fucked by a real horse or a real dog. They fantasize about what they've seen in Yif, in furry porn. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. They're not fantasizing about real animals. They're fantasizing about basically cartoon characters. And that's no, the no difference if you would buy a flashlight and it says it's it's based on this anime character. That's exact exactly the case. If you have a fantasy, um, and it's a fiction fantasy. Uh, and you buy some sex toy related to it, you're indulging in that fantasy. So that's why the the point of oh yeah, you buy, you know, dog dicks. So you're you like to be fucked by dogs? No, because because the 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 dog dick is not modeled after a dog. It's modeled after a character that is a anthro dog. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah, very interesting. Um, if you're a zoophile, then you know. Mm. <laughs> then, then yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but as far as I know, zoophiles are not uh, accepted and welcomed in the fandom at all. Yeah, um, that is also the um, 
or what and so this is also a, a take that I'm gonna do. Um, there are sides to that uh, that are not quite cool. Furries tend a lot of furries tend to associate artists who draw feral characters as zoo fans. So suddenly, if your um, if your anthro character is not standing on two legs anymore, then it's zoophilia. Or these uh, realistic depictions of animals. And to me, it's like this is just seeking an outrage, seeking someone to be mad at, seeking someone to call out. Uh, joins a bit the outrage, the call-out culture, right? Um, I think when it comes to art, you cannot infer something uh, out of someone based on what they like in regards to art. Mm. And the the other side of it also is that... Um, there is too much like knee jerk reaction. Oh <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not just like Zufila, right? No, no, no. In 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 general, there's mm-hmm. a lot of knee jerk reaction. Um, so if an artist does something, they're automatically this or that. Um, I think people need to be careful mm. because they're not, and this is uh, especially with artists, right? Because it happens a lot with artists. Uh, People need to be careful because you are kind of endangering the livelihood of someone who's most likely innocent. So just food for thought. Yes, please. And I I cannot stand behind what Lucio just said, amigos. I I cannot stand more behind this because... There's so much that goes into the damage people can do without having all the information. I won't go into it more. That's a topic for another day. But my point is I agree with absolutely everything you just fucking said. But to go back to the point of where it becomes a problem, or even the question, is it a problem? I would definitely say, I know for a fact that when I turned to my best friend and I said, hey, so, yeah, turns out, I told him two things. Turns out I'm not straight. Turns out I'm a furry. I I thought that his reaction would be, oh, you're a furry. Okay, cool, man, whatever makes you happy. Talk to me about this not being straight thing. It was the complete fucking opposite. It was, you're not straight. Oh, gee, what a shock. I didn't see that coming. Anyway, this furry thing, tell me all about it. And that was basically the reaction for most people. <laughs> I was like, I didn't expect this. But one of the first things he asked me was, so tell me, is it true? Do you all furries just meet up and basically fuck each other? And I'm like, I haven't been introduced to it, but we'll see. You know, fast forward a couple of months. Yes. <laughs> so I, would, I bring this up because I, would, I want to give points in which not only do I see your point of view, I, I am agreeing with a lot of it. 
this it's, this is well it's not a debate it's important for me to try to represent both sides while you represent your side so that everyone gets a little out of everything so it's uh, a meme though right it's a meme well yeah of course of meme, course right? he knows barely anything about furries but he knows that why cuz it's a meme it's yeah it's just like you're saying it was do funny you know, though it was funny do, do you know what happens at anime conventions no idea people come they uh, yeah. they, meet, <laughs> they they yeah they come uh, that's it <laughs> they they, uh, they go to the uh, to the convention they buy the anime merch they go back to the hotel rooms and there's massive orgies happening i think i dare say that um the regular anime con goers have more sex than furries so then why is the furry fandom so associated with it while an anime fan would be associated with the complete opposite and it's not based on reality? Yeah, right. Anime fans are associated with like, oh, you're a virgin, right? But they have mad sex at anime <laughs> conventions. I was, I was actually, okay, so, you know, story time. Yeah. Um, I went to this, uh, this anime convention quite a few times. It's the biggest one in Europe. It's a Japan-themed uh, convention, so there's more than just anime, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's called Japan Expo. It's in Paris, and there's literally like like ten thousand, twenty thousand people. Like uh, the to to get to one from one end of the convention, right, the beginning to the end, you have to walk, I think, an hour. Just straight go from straight, point A yeah, to B. Yeah. Well. Like not not birds flight, but like because you know it's there's like oh yeah, 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 yeah and there's yeah. like hallways, shops and yeah. hallways and everything. But if you kind of you know normal pace, right? You just go through. You don't stop and look. You just go through. Forty minutes to an hour, depending on how 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 fast you are. Jesus. So so it's like it's gigantic, right? I've been there. I went there. Uh, I knew no one. One, one year, I just went there because I was interested. I knew yeah. no one, so I just went around. How many times uh, has a um, uh, a girl that I, that I was like, oh, yeah, like we're shopping for the same thing. We're interested in the same thing. We chat a bit and like, hey, by the way, wanna, are, do you, uh, are you uh, sleeping at the, um, at, the, at the hotels nearby, right? Uh, and I was like, no, 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 I'm, uh, I'm sleeping at my parents' place. Uh, because uh, otherwise uh, she would say like, oh, yeah, you know, like we're organizing this uh, orgy with like cosplayers and if you want to join us. I mean, uh, sorry, but I'll pass, you know, uh, don't know anyone. Uh, so I'll, I'll pass. And then, uh, and then, okay, we exchange contacts because she was interesting. Uh, then I go, we go separate ways. An hour later, I was checking out some merch from another another shop. Similar interaction. Hey, how are you? You're cute. Wanna fuck? Straight up, wanna fuck? You don't even see that in Furicons. <laughs> you don't. You don't go to a to a um to the dealer stand and then someone's like, hey, wanna fuck? But but uh, but at anime cons you do. 
What have I been missing all my life? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I don't remember my point. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anime, anime fans, you know. Oh, yeah, you're a virgin. And then furries. Oh, yeah, you're all, you know, like mad sex. Sex deprived hyper... degenerates. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's not the opposite, right? Yeah. But for anime f- fans, it is. Um, or congoers, rather. Yeah. Um, but for furry, for furries, they are very sexually open. Yeah, and, I would definitely agree with that. And it's almost expected to be sexually open. That's why um, when you kind of shut the door, you show that you're not very interested. There might be some tension. There now might we're be going like, into the, the problem part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this person? Why are you not open-minded? Right. Um, you might meet someone cute. Um, you know, you interact. Um, but it's almost expected to just hook up the first day and like, hey, you're cute. Wanna fuck? Right, yeah. and and if you so happen to chat in not safe for work convention chats, mm-hmm. you're going to receive DMs by people you don't know that want to fuck. And most people take rejection okay, you know they're like sure okay no problem. But uh, but you know, there's more than there's been more than one case where people got salty because uh, I rejected them. Um, uh, or or people got salty because like, oh no, you know, I don't really have sex or want to have sex at cons. Mm-hmm. I said it like I had a conversation uh, more than once mm-hmm. with people in general. Uh, my my the way I go it is. I can have sex outside of cons, but I cannot have a con outside of this con. Like, I cannot have this con outside of this con. You know, I'm here to experience the con. So um, that's not my priority, right? And, you know, people have different priorities, of course, right? But my priority is to enjoy the con, meet new people, uh, the furry panels and stuff, yeah, that's cool. The first couple of cons, and then maybe it gets a bit repetitive. So I think uh, the first cons you tend to focus more on the events, and the later cons you focus more on the people. Hmm. Um, you know, but okay, socialization. You meet new people. You meet your old friends, people that you've known for years, that you've chatted with for years. Um. And that's valuable time that you otherwise cannot, right? And if you so happen to want to have sex with someone that you really like, you know, sure, that's cool. Go ahead. But I I don't really find it worth having, you know, like spending an entire evening with someone having sex when I can meet 10 other people and, yeah. you know, exchange contacts and chat and... You know, so that's my, that's my, so this is personal, right? Mm-hmm. This is not like, I'm not saying, oh, things should be this way. This is just how I perceive and how I want my cons to be. However, I've been judged for that. Um, 
so there's still a significant part of the con uh, of the congoers of the furry uh, congoers that that kind of expect or associate furry cons with sex. They go to it specifically uh, because I'm gonna get laid. Maybe it's not their main focus, but it's an expectation. Yeah. When something becomes an expectation, it gets a bit iffy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when, when you start uh, judging people based on your own expectations. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I, I go to have sex, therefore you have to go to have sex as well. Yeah, That's, yeah. you know, and um, I mean, see, okay. If I'm in the, I like, I like to be, I like to chat in not safe work chats. Not because I want to see people's dicks. I don't. I don't want to see your a potato pick of your zoomed in purple <laughs> eggplant. Yeah. At least shave it because. <laughs> Add the add the, the fucking forest on top. Like I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Out this bitch. But mm-hmm. I tolerate that, and I still chat there um, because the the atmosphere is different. The conversations are different. Um, the the topics can get more serious and more. How to say the. I guess the co- just the conversations are different. There's different types of conversations. Uh, I feel like uh, in in safe work chats, uh, a lot of my experience has been uh, centered more towards the like anthro stuff, furry stuff, rather than persons. I'm the type that sorry, I'm not interested. Like, not totally, but I'm more interested in you than your sona. So, so, so this is so this 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 happens more in not safe work chats rather than safe work chats. That's why I stick around more not safe work chats. Uh, also, because apparently all the party talks are in not safe work chats. Everyone that's organizing a party, room party, whatever, it's always in a not safe work chat. Like they post it, and it the, the discussion is active around it. In uh, not safe work chats, uh, at NFC there's also a, a party chat. And guess who created it? People who are active in not safe work chats. <laughs> so, so in the end, it's like okay, well, yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, that's fine. Um, although I'm losing the train of my thoughts. Um, I'm fucking losing connection because holy shit, that sounded bad. Oh, it's still, it's still though. Well, 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 we've gone past the point of where it becomes a problem. It, you still brought up the reasons why it's still, in some ways, in some respects, quote unquote, worth being in those circles because it's connected with other things. For example, if you want to go to parties. Hmm. Because that's something, If without going too much into personal stuff, that's one thing that's been going through my mind is, like, I know you through the Not Safe for Work chat. 
even though you as a person are, let's just say, you don't, you don't post not safe for work stuff. In general, no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. So my thought has been one of those like, what do you personally gain from being in, in the chat? Why aren't you more in the safe for work chat? And this basically just answered my question. It's not been a, like, what are you here? It's more of a, huh, I wonder what he gains from this. I'm happy he's here, but what does he gain from it? And that pretty much answered my question. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy myself some saucy stuff, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. But if I want to really see saucy stuff, I go to the dedicated channels. Yeah. Where there's no stupid discussion, no... Nothing. Just yeah. images. I know, yeah, I I know what source. I want. I want it now. Uh, Give it to me. Yeah, you know, I'm not uh, sticking around not safe for chats to, as I said, to look at people's eggplants. But I feel like... Uh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's the idea, right? So people expect me to be open to hookups or open to sexual stuff in a way or another just because I'm in a not safe work chat. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Okay. I'm in there for social reasons. I'm not in there to look to find hookups. Mm -hmm. Yet, uh, more than uh, on one occasion, have people approached me because they saw me from not safe work chats mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, hey, like, let's hook up. I'm like, no, I don't. One, two. And they're like, but why are you in there then? Uh, sometimes I post uh, tasteful stuff, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, oh, yeah, but I saw your, you know, pics. And what are you looking for then? I, I'm not looking for a hookup. That's it. I'm not open for it right now, or I don't want to, it, to do it right now, or I don't want to do it at a con. But but there's this this expectation that everyone in the not safe work chat is horny, degenerate all the time, mm. right? Maybe most I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but you you cannot make uh, presumptions. Yeah, the closest thing I've gone to that is when I wrote to someone whose name I will not <clears throat> go into. Um, and we start talking, and my intention... I mean, this person is one of the most active persons in that chat. This person is extremely not safe for work. My literal intention of writing to this person was every time this person did not post anything not safe for work and just talked, I felt like this is a cool person. I would like to get to know them better. And I told them that straight up. This is my intention. I feel like you're a cool person. And the response I got was... A safe-for-work friend? I don't really have that many of those. To which I go, that uh, that's a shame, but hey, I'm here. But it just blew my mind of like, that's such a humongous fucking contrast to just how my life is. Luxia, yeah, I cannot keep, keep going. Uh, my episodes are usually 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. I cannot keep going, but I do agree with you that there are tons of things to keep talking about. I love yeah. having you on my podcast. I would love it if you would come back to it. Of course. Um, and I will say this. 
since it's all furry themed and stuff. Uh, this is something I've told you before, and I want to say it on my podcast. Our first impression of each other was not the very best. No. It wasn't. Uh, but we bonded at fucking, I can't remember if it was 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. During a Discord call. Not that long time ago. And while the circumstances behind that call wasn't a positive one, it still led to us becoming friends. To which I'm very happy that we are. Uh, there's a, there's two major reasons why I wanted you on my podcast. One, you are someone I consider a, a good friend of mine. Two, your way of thinking is extremely unique. And I knew that having you on here would make great fucking content. And I was not disappointed. And we've barely scratched the surface. There's way more to talk about. That's what I mean. But I want to leave the people wanting more. If you yes. go back to the not safe for work stuff, you got to tease them a little. That, Amigo, that's, uh, I, yeah. I, I thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, I cannot wait until I have you once again. Is there anything you would like to plug? Is there anything you would like? Do you want your Twitter, Twitter handle out there? Is there anything you want people to know about you? Um, I'm glad to ruin your day, firstly. <laughs> Always glad. <laughs> I know you if are. If I get to, uh, I, I get this almost sadistic pleasure of ruining people's day, I, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 but for real. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm looking forward for more discussions. Yes. And I'm, uh, I also, I guess I want to say this uh, to the people that are listening that if you have anything to say, if you want to discuss more, I'm open for it. So uh, you can join me through Telegram or Twitter at Luxio Crimson. Mm -hmm. uh, no space, just all attached. Um, and if you bring up a specific topic of what we've talked, I'm, I'm happy to expand more on it, to defend my points or to to compromise because I can, uh, you know, the best way to proceed is to be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. In a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm proven wrong about something, uh, like for example, maybe I'm wrong about the safe for work website mm -hmm. feature thing. Maybe. Um, you're welcome to, um, to, to, to reach me and, 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 and have a discussion. I love discussions. I love talking. Um, so yeah, that's it. Thank you for having me. That, I mean, it, it, I have the same approach to to when I do my podcast. My podcast is called A Strange Perspective because I believe that a lot of the stuff that I say is something that I'll, the majority of people do not agree on. And I, I feel the same. And I've said it like since, since the beginning of this podcast. If you hear an episode and you don't agree, I would love to debate about it and have – like, not an argument, but just debate about it because I enjoy doing it. There are just certain things I want to budge out on. Like, for example, PC gaming can go fuck itself and die, and modding is a curse upon video games. I'm not going to change my fucking mind. Fucking fight me. But until then, amigos, you hear the music. Luxio, my friend, thank you so much for everything. And for everyone else listening to this, adios. <laughs>